Welcome to Teaching Brood. Today, we're going to be talking about a book that we've been reading, which is pretty interesting. It's called Classroom Management in the Digital Age. Classroom Management in the Digital Age is authored by Heather Dowd and Patrick Green. Heather is a teacher, educational technology coach, science enthusiast, and learning. And she is based out of the United States right now, but she was a teacher in Singapore for many years. And her co-author, Patrick Green, is an educational technology coordinator and site director for the Global Online Academy for the Singapore American School. Well, I'm having my coffee this morning so that I could do my part to fit the theme. <laughs> uh, I am as well. I've got my, I just picked up my Starbucks. And I made my cup of tea, so yes. Well, I've got water. <laughs> which is which is the basic ingredient that all of us require to make our respective cups. <laughs> That's true. Heather, in your time zone, you should be having a wine right now. I, I know. Would agree I with that. I yeah. should probably have be having some. If this were reversed, I'd definitely have a scotch on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let us stop you, Andrew. It's five o'clock somewhere in the world. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's, there's something about having a scotch at five past eight in the morning that really just makes you think twice. Yeah. So, okay, jumping a little bit here. Uh, within the book, Heather, you wrote about um, how your teaching changed and how things kind of changed for you. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that once you once you had all these devices in the classroom? Yeah, I think you're referring to there. There's like a little pullout in there that says Heather's yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, so I, something that changed for me was just having the ability to share resources in a different way with students. Um, and so before my students had devices, you know, you, you do your lesson planning wherever you do, wherever you do that, whether it's on paper or in a Word Napkins. doc or w whatever it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I would come to school, and, and where I was teaching at the time, one of the requirements is that we had to write the, the learning objectives and kind of a little agenda. It had to be displayed in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I was teaching high school physics and math, and so I had three different classes. And so that was a lot each evening or morning to get up there on the board. But, you know, student, that's important. It's important for students to know what's happening and where they're headed and where they've come from in terms of their learning. And... Something that changed as technology grew at our school was having the ability to post that, those things online. And so originally it was just a really generic website um, where I would put the objectives and kind of the agenda. But when it ended up happening sort of naturally or kind of slowly, I guess, is I started doing my lesson planning there instead of on paper and transferring it. Mm -hmm. So students kind of saw everything, right? Like as I was planning it. So even if I was planning like one or two weeks ahead, they, they could see that um, and they could click where they needed to be. And I would put homework and I would link to, to resources that they needed. And um, I even stopped having them, well, I didn't make them stop taking notes, but if they asked, I had a few students in math that said, it's just so much easier for me to just watch you and write down a few things and know that I can get your notes later. And that was really helpful. And so when we were doing things like that, where I was solving a problem for them, 
you know, I, I was fine if they didn't write it down. And, and then I would put all of those things that I solved, uh, or, you know, anything that I did in class, I would put that up for, for them. And so I, you know, never again would have, well, I still would have students come to school. What did we do yesterday? But I, I never had to answer that question again. Right. Like, go online, go and check. Um, so that was a, that was a big change for me early on was just having that online home, uh-huh. you know, online home for resources and lessons and learning. And, you know, it's gotten even easier now with Google Classroom and just all the different LMSs that are out there. There are so many ways um, that you can share, share the, you know, learning with, with students. Well, it's not just with the students, but it's also with the parents as well. I know I've got my site and, you know, I will have parents that will go on it and they'll see what the homework is and be like, I, what? I don't understand that. And then they'll watch the little video lesson that I put with it and they'll be like, oh, this makes sense. Okay. Now I can help my child. Mm. Um, yes, exactly. I, I didn't get that as much with AP physics. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they kind of just steered clear. They were like, you just do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Like it's just transparency and that's only a good thing, you know? Yeah. Really? I know that our, our school um, has, we had, we use Schoology, or Schoology, depending on how you pronounce it. Schoology, uh, and, and we use Schoology as well in our high school. And so in, in the elementary division where I am, we're actually adopting it as, a, as our primary method to communicate with parents this year. Mm. Um, not okay. necessarily, yeah, so not with, not with the kids, because the, I think the kids, like my third graders probably, uh, I don't know if they'd latch on to <laughs> Schoology <laughs> as well, because it's not as bright and colorful and... And you know, engaging as a lot of other programs are, but there is a there is a push on our end now to adopt Schoology as the primary method of communicating with parents. So it'll be interesting to see how that transition goes and see if we get a situation like like you guys have, where you know there is that adoption and there is that it is that method of primary communication. If the parents actually do get on it, because in the past the parents who have it's just been different teacher to teacher. It's been whether it's an mm-hmm. email or whether it's some had a site and that site could have been a Weebly or it could have been through any, any number of different things. Yeah. So we, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like that's a challenge that so many schools go through, you know, with, I know when I first started sharing things online, I just had this little website. The school didn't tell me I had to have it. It was just me communicating with my students um, and parents. And then at some point the school said, we're going to, we're going to make a website for every teacher on our server and we're going to let you edit that site. So then it became something where parents and students could go to the same place and get to any teacher's information. Um, And I just feel like that's just like a common challenge or progression of events. Yes. And Um, my school is going through that right now. That's we're going through the, we've gone from, Everybody's got their own whatever, and now we've centralized on Moodle, and we've got a customized Moodle for primary, and everything is supposed to go on to Moodle. And that, think, and that can be a challenge because you'll have teachers that are like, but I like my way of doing it. But then you have to yes. remember, <laughs> you know, um, but then you have to remember who, you know, who is it for? And ultimately, mm. it should we should make it easy for our students. Yes. Um, and that is the most common phrase that I do hear. Uh, especially now that we're kind of pushing Schoology, is, but I was doing it this way for so long, and it was great, and there wasn't any problems with it, so 
Why, why yeah. am I doing? Yeah. Why do I have to I, change? <laughs> I'm, I'm well, holding I, up my I, hand on that one because I teach 11 different classes. So I've gone from maintaining one website that everybody yeah. can go to, to having right. to post things on 11 different Moodles. And I'm kind of like, you've just like more than doubled my workload. Yep. Yes, and I don't know what the answer is for you, <laughs> uh, but I would say that for the parents who were checking in on eight different websites, you know, yours yeah. is one of the eight teachers that their student had or whatever, and so they were checking there, and then they were checking someone's Moodle page, and then they, so, because yeah. we've talked with our high school students a bit about this, and they really just want all the stuff in one place, yes, exactly. and they know that they could go to eight different places, but it's also kind of like, you know, we've got a lot going on. And if you look at our high school students' lives, um, they're, they're busy. They're, we're yeah. asking them to do a lot academically, and so many of them are involved uh, in, in social and athletics and other activities and service. It's, it's one thing that we could do to say, you know what, we're going to put the stuff all in one place um, and, and be aligned on a few ways of communicating because we know we're going to ask them to do all sorts of uh, creative things. Yes. And, and they're going to use different apps and different websites and different whatever. But if we could just communicate in one place, it would save them a lot of time. It would. It totally does. And, uh, and you know, I, I am on board with it. But every once in a while, I do go to our tech person and just kind of punch the needle just a little bit going, no. <laughs> <laughs> understandably and how, <laughs> and how long did it take do you figure before your teachers kind of stopped whinging about the situation well we're just going through the transition now so i'll let you know when we finish but <laughs> what about you guys i don't know patrick what would you say like when we moved to google calendar for homework i, I feel like it didn't last very long uh, I think, I people, yeah, I think in general, uh, so what, so what we did is we went a super simple route and, uh, we said, we're just using Google calendar. So we didn't use an LMS. We didn't use anything, uh, built for this. We just said, you need to put down the homework onto the Google calendar. And we set it up so that parents could subscribe as well. Mm. Uh, and so they could see all the students' classes and what was assigned. Mm. Now that's, it, again, it's not robust. You, people couldn't, uh, embed videos and things like that. So people who wanted to go the extra mile and have more of an online presence were still using other things and linking out to it. But at a very basic level, it's the calendar app and kids yes. can use it. And so I'll, actually, I think it, um, while now they might be wanting to talk about something more robust at the time, I think people saw it as beneficial for kids to have it all in one spot. And, and uh, in general, people were happy to do it. I think one of the things that people would push back on is this idea of, but I put it on the board. It's the student's responsibility to write it down. Oh and, yes. <laughs> and, and what I would argue, and and I know that I'm not going to win this argument with anyone who thinks the other way. But, <laughs> but what I would argue is nobody learns by writing down read page 52 to 57. You didn't learn anything there. And so that argument of, well, they need to write it down to learn it. Well, that, that's, that's a different thing we're talking about. Um, the, another thing I would say is that when other people assign me tasks, they, they don't 
tell it to me verbally. They send me an email or they put it in my calendar. Um, The way the world works now is that if you're expected to do something, someone sends you the information or, or you have a place to access it. And so it's just being relevant and authentic by being able to put it in a place that kids can access it 24 seven uh, and not have to walk into your classroom and look at your whiteboard to get the information. Exactly. Cause you know what, they may see you, you know, on a Monday and then not see you again until the following week because there was a holiday or something like that. It's uh, you know, there's, there's situations where you definitely need to be able to access it without being in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to, you know, a child's not at school, they, mm-hmm. they can participate if, if they're able to. Yeah. That's all we have time for today. But part four is on its way. Do make sure you listen.